When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to the Millennial Divide. Not delight. It is delight. It's a delightful divide. We're on the home stretch. Can you feel it? Can you hear it in our voices? We are so close. But exciting news, breaking news. Ellen had a baby. She had a little bambino. It was very sweet. And it's very cute. Wish she's had a little girl. Yeah. And all are doing really well. So um, I'm sure Elle will happily share some more info later on the track, but she's good. Bub's good. Everyone's good. She seems pretty cruisy, I'll be honest. Like this yeah. whole baby making she thing makes is it just, looks pretty. Yeah. I hope mine's as easy. Yeah. So no pressure. So <laughs> I'm Amy. I'm 37 and I am still in the millennial generation just it doesn't change each week it's just you're now in it and that's it now for life you're a millennial <laughs> that's actually suck true. It that's up. really reassuring <laughs> they can't move it although they did move gen y i feel anyway they did they did who else have we got here dimity 27 youngest member of the family babyless and sveltering under this heat wave of yes. melbourne melbourne is absolutely stinking hot today so you can tell which day we recorded and our brand newbie our newest member of the millennial divider selena ife sel welcome thank you welcome welcome to our family you're one of us now happy to be here i'm also just i think i'm just the most excited to hear that if amy's a millennial then so am i you are totes you are clearly i'm 35 for another two weeks oh i'll be honest sel amy is scraping in but i'll give it to you hands down (laughs) yeah i think i'm literally i'll just um, within a few days, but I'm, going, I'm, right, grabbing yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm grabbing it. I'm grabbing it. No, do it. <laughs> so we're all ready to go. Second last potty for the year. Are you fired up? Are you ready? I'm so, this is when I thrive. It's Christmas time. I get it's like crack for me. I'm like mm. penultimate. We yeah. can do this. Yeah. Even though it's about- I've had a post mix Coke from McDonald's. Oh I'm my ready God. to go. You- I'm ready to go. Let's smash this out, ladies, because I'm about to pass out. <laughs> okay, Dima. Yes. So we've got lots to talk about tonight. We're going to talk year in review. You're going to cover that. That's it. Got a bit of pop culture. Sel, you're going to talk us through sex in the city. Mm-hmm. And we won't talk about the sex in the city topic that I wanted to talk about, which apparently we talked about two weeks ago. For context, please go to our Instagram account where Amy, there's a screenshot of a conversation in which Amy is like, I've got a suggestion. Why don't we talk about something I've just heard about that's just me that I will bring and it's called the Origins Podcast. And Ellen and I were like, are you fucking kidding, Amy? We literally talked about this last week. And there's proceeds to be an entire conversation where Amy's like still just doesn't quite believe that we've already talked about it. You could go back and listen to earlier no, episodes. Do you know what? When I was doing the run sheet today, I actually went back and saw that it is on the run sheet <laughs> as well. And I was like... Damn, I'm really, I'm oh, definitely happened. And then one of definitely your friends happened. commented and was like, yeah, Amy's actually told me about this podcast <laughs> twice. 
<laughs> I was like, what? I'm really excited about it. I'm really excited about it. Watch it. Listen to an earlier episode where we talk about it. Yep. And I'm not going to talk about that today, so yeah. don't worry. We're also going to, talk, going to talk recommendations and we're all going to talk about our favourite food sites on Insta. Who would have thought this could be a whole segment? But it is. They've overtaken. Uh, we've got a couple of questions, which is exciting. One from Cell and also, listeners, you've flooded us. We asked flooded. for questions. And also, I've discovered the secret Instagram folder I wasn't aware of. So, yeah, sorry. About <laughs> I found that. all of your, all of the things you were saying. Thanks. I'll, I'll be better at checking next time. I promise. Once you filter out those scammers, it's gold oh, in there. Yeah. Gold. Well, what do you mean scammers? I've just given my bank details, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to get a thousand dollars tomorrow. Amazing. Can't yeah. wait. Cool. That helps the bank balance. Um, I'm going to have a rant because it's been a while, and I've got a goodie. And Dim's going to finish this off with a mantra so we can all calm down. Hopefully, it's not a shit one. Okay. So, Dima, you're in review. This is it. Is it just your year? Or what do you mean? Well, I don't know. Oh, okay. Good one. All right. I talked to every single person in the world. No, Amy, it's my year in review. Oh, okay. All right. So we're just going to listen to how you felt the year's gone. My year in review. So Mm. what I'm talking about is last year I had a really big year where I pretty much peaked being a single person. Like I bloody nailed it. I went speed dating. I love dating. these stories. Yeah. yeah the I went speed dating. Yeah. I How many apps were you on? Three and a half. Great. What's the half? Well, I, there was one I downloaded and wasn't active on. Ah, fair enough. Tinder because it was so 2017. Oh, I mean 2016. Yeah. 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 So and I was just like went overseas. I dated boys overseas. I was just like I did lots of things that weren't just dating boys mm. but – you know, I just did lots of great things yeah. last year. And I was talking to my mum about it and she was like, Dim, you don't realise how easily you forget these things and what you should do is just write this down. So I started this idea that I'm going to copyright called Year in Review. And what I do is, or did, is I bought a book, which was a really nice book, and I bought some colourful biros and I had little categories that I wrote down every important thing that had happened to me last year. And it was really Mm. cathartic writing it. And it finished at New Year's when I met my boyfriend. And that was really nice. And so I'm doing it again this year, but I've brought it out again. And reading over last year, I was like, wow, that was a really cool year. And I'm so excited to do it again this year. So what I want to know, ladies, is what's going to be in your years in review? Oh, Um. I actually, I've done a little bit of work on this already because, and I didn't know this is what the topic was going to be on. I had no idea who's. I mean, welcome to the family. You're pretty much doing this exactly the same way we do. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's perfect. So, a couple of years ago, I started doing photo books of the year. And I think think the first one I did was 2015. Um, And I kind of did it for my son who was like for his first birthday. I was like, oh, because, you know, I've got family interstate and stuff just so he can, you know, learn people's names and, you know, blah, 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 people he doesn't sort of see every week and stuff. Um, But then I was like, oh, this is really nice. And so I've started doing that every year now. It's only been a couple, you know, I think I've got three books. So I'm just working on my fourth. But and just like the, you know, the kids kind of trash them and stuff. They're not like the super fancy. You can get – there are really nice ones online um, where you can make it like super magazine and stuff. This is pretty basic. Mm-hmm. But it's a really nice way to flick through something physical and just kind of get a bit of a, a you know, just sort of 
see all the fun mm, things he did. And some really of the nice. some of things are super mundane as well. Like, mm. and I will kind of almost purposely take photos sometimes, thinking this will be nice for the photo book. Like, you know, yeah. the cafe that you go to every week or yeah. whatever. Like, it's not like I mean, obviously, holiday pages are packed and mm. that's great. But some of it's just your life, a little snapshot of your life for you know the year. Yeah, I, love that. I like that too. I th- it's just time, isn't it? You just got to do it. It is time, yeah. and I always do it towards the end of the year. And mm. so I started doing it the other day, and I've got just like I've t- chosen way too many photos. I've got to edit them all that down. And I'm just so I'm so overwhelmed by the thought mm. of doing it that it's. I like that idea. Maybe I'll steal some of that for my oh, year. Oh, you could do a year. combined year. Yeah. Well, I'll beat Selena's one. We should compare. <laughs> Wait, oh. We'll get people to judge it. Yes. <laughs> Whose life is yeah. better? Whose life is better? Dim. <laughs> I'll just make shit up then. <laughs> just be like, and that's when I became a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> Was that because you wrote the letter to money? Yes. <laughs> I wrote a letter to like money that. in October and by December <laughs> I was a millionaire. You won't believe it. <laughs> if you too buy this very easy to purchase product. <laughs> pyramid scheme, pyramid scheme. Yes. No, I like that one. I don't do any of that, but I think that's, I like the mindfulness of it. So mm. I think I'd like to do that. And this year felt for me, it was jam packed. So there was lots Whoa, that have jam been. It's been busy. Yeah. So it would be good just to remember because I think I'll forget yes. all of the cray cray that yeah. happened this year. So. What would you put, what are some things? What are the, what's the highlight? Um, what's the highlight? Well, you know, having a baby is a big one. Sure. That was good. Um, had a good few trips. I think they're probably the best things. Mm. Um, I mean, they're all kind of yet to happen, so actually I'm not going to count any of that's the baby. True. Well, and... possibly. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully the baby can hold on until next year. True. But probably just having some big life events happen that mm. sort of have always been on my mind that would be amazing to happen. And, mm. you know, at some points you think, oh, I don't know if this is going to happen in life anymore. Yeah. And it did. Oh, so that's, that's really nice. nice. Oh, and I'm getting married. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> in just a couple of weeks. So that's very exciting. So that'll happen in uh, 2018 as that's well. That's true. That's true. I was thinking of that and then I was like, still hasn't happened yet. But no, that's true. I'm, I'm thinking in yeah. Did you get engaged in 2018? I, no, that was 2017. Was it? Yeah. God, yeah. This year is just like a almost there year. That's true. It's the mm. almost, yeah. yeah that yeah. might be what my book's called. <laughs> All right. So we will come back and we'll post Insta shots of Cells versus Dim's books mm-hmm. and you guys can rate. We'll have a voting system. Oh, I love like this. Yeah. 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 No competition here, but. We will. Yeah, <laughs> no competition, but as a competition. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we've kind of flitted around the edges of Sex in the City, and it's funny because there have been a number of conversations. I think partly because of the Origins podcast, which if anyone hasn't listened to already, we should listen. do that as a recommendation. Yeah, oh, that's a great yeah. idea. So yeah. we should definitely do that. Suck. You've also told me about it twice as well. <laughs> have no. I? Yeah. I'm losing what my is mind. I don't you? know, but it's really bad. <laughs> oh, and I'm, it's only on this topic, I hope. <laughs> if I'm if I'm double telling people everything, other stuff, just let me know because my brain and it, like it You're is just about, turning into a mother. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what? I actually do this, but all the time. So I, I wouldn't be too concerned. I tell people the same, same story so and I. I'll tell their story yeah. back to them and be like, I heard this really interesting thing yeah. from a friend. Well, I've got a couple on high rotation okay. as well. So yeah. I sort of forget who I've told them yeah, to and who same. I haven't. And like at any one time, there's like a handful of good stories <laughs> that I've got. And so you lose yeah. track. You do. You lose track. It's yeah. true. And this is a really good podcast that I listen to. <laughs> anyway, for whatever reason, <laughs> we've been talking about Sex in the City a bit, which is bizarre. But, Sel, talk us through because you, you've got a few thoughts. Well, I've got some thoughts and I, I should um, preface this with saying that I wasn't a super Sex and the City fan. I wasn't a – like I, I didn't even watch it when it first came out because I just found it really just – 
silly and I didn't like any of them. And I'm okay with watching shows where I don't like characters because, like, girls, all the characters were unlikable, but that's what made it great. Like, they were just kind of, you know, that it was good. But with Sex and the City, I just feel like, and it's it's not, it's almost not the show, the fault of the show because, you know, obviously people create shows for, for you know, to, to sort of make this sort of content. But because it became such a phenomenon, I feel as though it just sort of let down a generation of women. Wow. That's a big call. That's a really they It let down an entire an a, entire generation. Well, <laughs> is that do you want to stand back from that <laughs> you comment? Know what, You've yeah. now's the chance. I do, okay. I do, because that was probably I like too it. big a call. <laughs> uh, look, I think it had a lot of positives. I think it was really great for probably for when it was made and for what women needed to see at the time. But then it almost went too far. And, like, the amount of women who were just like, oh, I love Sex and the City so much. Like, you know, I'm exactly the same. I spent all of my money on clothes and shoes. And mm. it's like, no. <laughs> oh, no. We no. wouldn't encourage that. Yeah, no. nah. Like, I'm totally fine with the whole, like, you know, these were women exploring their sexuality and all the rest of it. But I didn't think they were super independent. Maybe some of the other characters were and I just kind of didn't get far enough into it. But, like, Carrie, I just, it's like, did you really like Big or was he just a rich dude who, you know, mm. kind of fit the lifestyle that you wanted to live in? Like, was there anything about him? Like, mm. did he make you laugh? Like, what's the, I don't know. I, I just totally agree. We've another means. Yeah. The memes still keep coming out about how that's like, oh, it was the most amazing, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's like, was it? Mm. Because if I had a friend who lived like that, I'd be seriously worried about her. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, It's interesting because having listened to the Origins podcast. Oh, tell us about it. Yeah. Let me tell you. (laughs) Candace Bushnell was asked exactly sort of that as to whether Big could have been big if he was like a public school teacher from Mm. Brooklyn. And her argument was that. Carrie didn't want to be with Big because Big was rich and powerful. Carrie wanted to be Big and still at this time women can't have that same type of access to power, to Mm. wealth, to privilege, I guess, by their own merit. So, you know, there's more CEOs called Peter or whatever Mm. the stat is than women. And her argument is that she felt that Carrie, that all of those kind of characters represented the ideal that women wanted to be but but couldn't be. I know that the the series is based on Candace Bushnell, is that mm. right? Yeah. I think that she's wrong and I about Mr. Big, even though actually that's based on her own life. Even though she, she wrote did it. actually write <laughs> it. <laughs> write it. But I want to disagree politely with her because I think that Carrie didn't necessarily want to be with Big because he had money and had status, I think she wanted to be with Big because she couldn't be with Big because she wanted what she couldn't have and so she was constantly chasing the validation and that is why she wanted to be with Big. And the reason I think that is because I've seen that behaviour replicated in many, 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 many friends and ultimately what happens in that situation is it doesn't fucking work. Mm. And oh, I was going to stop swearing because mum got upset. Sorry, oh, mum. did she? Yeah, she oh, was like, mama. it's cool, except it sounds like you're a trash bag. But anyway, <laughs> I know. Um, so I'll stop now. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I I just think that it is, I'm frustrated that ultimately she ends up with the guy that she was never going to actually end up with mm. because it was always an unattainable being. 
So that's what I'm frustrated about. But also I'm frustrated about all of the now in retrospect views that I originally did laugh at when I was watching the show and now are really inappropriate and like very offensive Yeah, and I mean, you know, at some level it's like the show, I mean the fact that we're still talking about it when it hasn't been on air for what, 15 years or something, something ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it shows that it, there's something there because it's obviously still topical at some level and, you know, it's. I think some of those things about when you go back and look at a show, I mean, like, you know when you watch Friends now? It's oh. just horrifying. Oh. Terrible. Very Just a sexist. bunch of white people getting oh, like, so no diversity. Yeah. Chandler's dad. Like, oh, so oh, oh yeah. But so is it. So I'll read you this quote from Sex and City. So I asked my friend because I actually was real, as you, as I told you last week, Ames, I was very obsessed with Sex and City and I had this group of friends and we would watch it all together when we were 14 and we would have like a little club and we were like, I'm so Miranda, um, which I was. <laughs> really? I was Miranda. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Totally Miranda. But Carrie has this quote. So I was asking my friend, I was like, have your views changed? And she was like, totally. It's really offensive. She sent me this one um, meme that was Carrie saying, I'm not even sure that bisexuality exists. I think it's just a layover on the way to gay town. <laughs> I remember that quote. Awful. <laughs> but then picture. she made a good point, and I've seen this being um, brought up a lot on the Instagrams. There's this um, hashtag called Woke Charlotte. Have you guys heard about that? No, no. but I like the sound no. of it. Yeah. So Charlotte has a surprising amount of... Um, really uh, progressive and, you know, badass sayings and, and comebacks. And to this one she said to Carrie, bisexuality is a real sexual orientation. It's not just a phase. And as a sex columnist, you have a responsibility to educate yourself on queer issues. Oh. Did she say that in the episode? Boom, yeah. Or is that just what woke Charlotte would say? Uh, I'm going to have to Google that. Hang on. Because that doesn't sound very Charlotte, but that, I like it if she, if she did. Um, I'm still Googling. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I'll tell you while you're Googling? Okay. Is that also on the Origins podcast, um, they all were asked about whether this could actually transpire now or mm. whether, you know, whether it would run again because there's all these remakes, you know, mm. like Roseanne with the Connors yeah. and all these and remakes. The, the Carrie Diaries as well oh, was like true. a, I mean, I, I didn't watch, I don't think it, I don't think it did too well, I can't remember. No, no, it must not have if we don't know. Right. But, but all of them said, well, no, you couldn't do it now. The diversity is completely mm. absent, um, the inability for, you know, awareness on gay, trans issues, mm. but also they said the wealth elements. So you couldn't just have this one-dimensional, wealthy, affluent um, demographic captured in New York. Instead, you'd you'd need a diversity and that's what they said girls did really well. Yeah. And they also said that girls did really well because it, sh- it showed the negative sexual experience that women were having. Mm. And Sex and City really didn't do that. It just sh- sort of showed a bit of a glorified or a um, mm. or a funny stylized sexual experience. Yeah. I think there's a place for that escapism as well when it's, you know, it's entertainment, you know, they're making a show to entertain. It was just the way that it became such a cultural phenomenon that just it just really bothered me at the time. And even mm, now it's like, oh, I just can't really look back on it and be like, yeah, you know, I mean, I guess it was so, it just seemed so unwoke. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of woke, we found it or no? We might have to come back later in the episode. <laughs> I'm now watching a clip of oh, it on YouTube to try Sorry, and understand. Um, and I don't. I we'll actually, circle back. I suspect that um, it's what woke Charlotte would have said. I'm so disappointed. I feel like that might have been the case. We're going to update you on Insta, so <laughs> tune into our Insta at Millennial Divide to find out whether Charlotte actually did say that and was woke, or whether she's now woke. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We're moving right along. 
Okay, so recommendations. So this is a bit of a bizarre one for us, but we all had strong opinions Mm. Mm -hmm. and I like it. Mm. So after my recommendation was knocked back because it turns out we've already done it, the second recommendation I had was that I love this Instagram feed called Half Baked Harvest. And if people haven't heard about this, it's basically just a food Instagram. It's for recipes, but she films all of the recipes being made. And there is something just so mindful. It's like watching a waterfall. Mm. It's so beautiful. Mm. And I just completely go deep dive into watching these, you know, the first, the garlic, and then the lemon. Oh, is there and audio? Because oh, I know oh, in my head, that's oh, okay, in my right, head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I always watch videos without audio. Me if too, there's audio, me too. I, I, don't I haven't heard it. it. I agree. Yeah. They need the subtitles yep. on there. No, I don't think there's audio, but I just okay. that's the, she's got a very calming voice in my mm-hmm. head. Yeah. And I just <laughs> love it. And I just don't know why I love it, but I love it. And then you both piped in, I love stuff too. Mm. So <laughs> I, love stuff. I have things I love as well. I Let me tell opinions. you about them. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought on this podcast? So, Sel, what's, yeah. your, what's your fave? So, mine is another the video, the sped up video. It's Neurotic Mum, that's M O M, and she decorates cakes. Uh, I really liked that one actually. It's, I got very, oh, it is hypnotic. Yeah. I spend far too much time watching mm. Instagram videos of people decorating. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Me, me too. Like time-lapse style. It's yes. quick. Do you find that now it comes up on that Discover feed like too much and then that... I don't go to the Discover feed very oh. often. I'm flat out with my own feed, to be honest. <laughs> I, I have get got Meghan time. Markle on Discover. Oh, my God, of course you do. I get her too. I now get like cakes, Meghan Markle and fitness videos. Mm. Yeah, it's a real yeah. mix, very yeah. eclectic. Um, okay. Yes, I really like that cake decorating one too because I have a weird fetish for cake decorating, I've yeah. discovered. And like she was in Australia recently and I was really like, oh, my God, where oh my was God, she? She said she wants to come back for the tennis because she plays tennis. Anyway, God, like <laughs> I get really deep into you know it as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, the one that I really like, her name is Andrea Bemis. And the reason I chose her is because I actually follow a shit ton of food bloggers and I try to keep on theme with you guys. So this one is good because she is really like – um, it, it kind of reminded me of your suggestion, Ames. She's like from the farm to the table. She has like or, an uh, organic farm in Colorado or some cool place in America and she um, cooks using all of these in-season produce and it's just really like mm-hmm. earthy and it's lovely. But I'm going to hijack this because I've got more. So also everyone should follow um, Deliciously Ella if they're interested in vegan food blogging. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Very oh, my nice. gosh. Was she the reason you went vegan for the, that one? Lunch. Might have been. Okay. Um, the food medic, really good about gut health and oh, what helps like with your one. gut yeah. and what good foods treat. And Happy Pear, also another vegan one, but they're just like really fun. I'd so like they just a lot do of recipes pear, with pear, as in two people, like pear. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Good. Okay, I was thinking, yeah, I, I was thinking fruit also. Yeah, I'm like, that's limited. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. only so many pears. <laughs> I can. I would like to find that actually. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> about all that and I was like it's really not many. Yeah. I did actually get a targeted ad on Instagram yesterday. It's probably why that was like all of the fun snacks you could have with pear. <laughs> pear cut up, um, pear on bread, pear uh, oh. with cheese. Like, I was just like oh there's 
Yeah, You're not really. No, it's limited. Anyway. Okay, good one. So over the Christmas break, people, if you want a bit of mindfulness or just a bit of inspo, jump on those. We'll repost some of them as they go. Absolutely, we will. All right, so we've got some questions, many questions in life in general, but two specific ones today. So, Cecil, you've got a question for us and then we'll jump to a listener question. Okay, so my, my question is if you have a partner, do you share bank accounts? This is also my question because I have a partner and I'm looking at going overseas with my partner and should we share bank accounts? Oh, Here's my take. It's tricky. You're opening. I feel Pandora's box opening. Well, I was, I was, having, I was having dinner with some friends on the weekend and this, it sort of just, you know, I don't know, it came up in conversation. But I was like, and I think I always saw it as a real feminist issue to not share bank accounts. Really? Yep. I just thought once you get to a certain age, well, you maybe, just do it. And look, maybe I did get to that age because I do now. <gasps> but at the time, I was always, like when I was younger, before I was with my husband, I was like, no, nah, no way. Like I earn my own money. Why would I share a bank account? Like no need. You know, it's fine. But then met who I'm, the man that I'm now married to. <laughs> the, the love of my life. <laughs> the, 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 the man who I'm currently married to. <laughs> Baby <Yes>. daddy. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, and when we started saving for a house and blah, 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 we were like, oh, it's just easier. Let's, you know, combine funds, blah, blah, blah. But then when I um, went on parental leave, when I had my first child, I was just like, if we weren't sharing money, why would I, like, you know, this is something that I'm doing for our family to, I mean, I'm having a baby. I didn't take an extended mm. period of time off. Like I was off for less than a year. Um, you know, it's like that would sort of suck if, it just meant that I had to manage that myself or have him pay me. I don't know. Oh, I don't know how it works. Which yeah. is a really uncomfortable well, thing, isn't it? Well, it kind of does. But yeah. then at the same time it's like, well, what do you do there? Yeah. So it used to be a real feminist thing for me that I was like, no way am I sharing money. And now it's like when there's children involved and obviously every couple's different, you know, and I'm sure there's lots of different situations that make it, you know, make it different. But I feel like when there's a child involved, when someone takes a period of time off work for for the sake of the couple, then what happens? I'm so interested because I, from a feminist point of view, I'm like, of course you share bank accounts. It's crash through that glass ceiling and take half. Like that's <laughs> so obvious to me. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I'm just so intrigued that this is a thing that people aren't doing. I just really thought that people got to a certain age, which obviously I'm not at that age yet because I still have my own bank account. But then it was just like, and all of a sudden, magic, we have a, a bank account that's in both of our names. No? No, oh, I, think, I think this is a can is of worms. It? Yeah, it? because money can be used for control. So actually a really common form of abuse is financial abuse. And if women don't have access to funds, yeah. that is a way to control women to stay in a really unhappy situation. So um, if if there are joint bank accounts and, and the relationship is not healthy, that can be really detrimental to a woman. Mm. So I sort of see it from that perspective that it can be really unhealthy. But then the flip side and, you know, if Scott Pape, Barefoot Investor, would say if you're living an open and honest relationship, then your finances should be fully mm. disclosed and shared yeah. um, because you're a team and you deal with it together. For me personally, it's been an interesting one because I'm kind of torn either way, but there's a real practical application. Yeah. I'm totally like yeah. about to go on Matt Luke, yeah. <laughs> your point. It's yeah. just like, oh, no, you need to share bank accounts yeah. because otherwise it's almost impossible to navigate. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I'm now of an age where I've had a lot of time by myself 
managing my own finances and I like that. Mm. Um, That's so, so interesting. So it's challenging to yeah. just let go con- entirely. Do you have three bank accounts? Well, I think a lot of people do. Okay. And, you know, again, it's like it's so different couple to couple and, you know, whatever people decide and, you know, works and whatever. It's just, it's just interesting how it all mm. comes about. And I do think a lot of people do have, you know, a shared savings account or a shared, you know, everyday expenses type account. It's just, yeah, it's interesting. Or you can have your secret escape account. One of my girlfriends had a secret (laughs) escape account until just recently with her husband. But not that she, she's perfectly happy. She's fine. That that sounds like something I would absolutely do. My husband thought he stumbled across my secret escape account. I was like, mate, this is the travel fund for the kids. We've talked about this. It's money that's coming out of our bank account that you know about. You've got access to it, dude. You can escape as well. In fact, we're escaping as a family with the children. Maybe that's the answer. Each of you has access to the escape fund, like just in case. No, it's the kids' escape fund, so they can escape one day. Ah, oh, nice one. Oh, I'm All right, so that's a good I would one. love to hear yes. what people say. If people have got opinions, please tell us because it is it's a it's a bit of a can of worms, yeah. I reckon. Mm, and totally. it is a feminist issue, but on both sides. Mm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm stealing that money. I'm making it back, you guys, don't worry. All right, so Dima, we and apology now to our listeners, to our dear listeners who we've been um, encouraging to ask questions and turns out they have. Yeah. Which is wonderful. Except we didn't know how to access the little thing and me do are on Insta oh, to actually see the questions. Yeah. So big apologies. And if you've already resolved your life quandaries, <laughs> well done. Oh, Good job. Great work. We'll help you next email time. Email us and tell us yeah. and we'll see it at some point. Actually, do email us because we know how to work the email. True. That's and true. That's how I found all of this okay. secret stuff because someone had sent it to the email as well because they'd listened to our podcast and was like, hey, Dim, I know that you yeah, really want people up. to email oh. you. Which so is, is it so themillennialdivide at gmail.com? Amy, come on. What is it? Yes, that's it. Oh, okay. I'm just upset that you've got to ask. Well, I'm, I'm just figuring out email. Sure. <laughs> the millennial divide at gmail.com if you have a question and yeah. we will promise you 100% look at it and respond. Yeah. So actually what you guys said did happen. Um, the person who wrote in has resolved their issue. However, still something worth talking about. So they wrote the first question saying, I don't like my job. I might have a new job and therefore opportunity to quit. Why the hell am I suddenly feeling subconscious about quitting? I was like, that's so great. Thank you so much. We're going to talk about this. And this lovely person replied and said, thanks, Dimity. I've actually made the decision to leave. (laughs) I was like, good on ya. Um, She said, I'm just waiting on the paperwork to go through on a new role so I can quit. But, and I think this is the point we can talk about, She said, but I feel sick over it all because I'll be leaving during January and disrupting people's Christmas holidays. It's not my problem, but I feel a ridiculous amount of loyalty towards a workplace that has gotten toxic, so toxic that I'm trying to make my resignation day coincide with a particular boss's day off. And then she said, just, I feel like it's need, I need to add this in, just more juice for your agony aren't problem solving team. Loving the show, you got a listener slash friend in me, which is a reference to an earlier mantra which people actually did really love that Amy hated. I did hate that, but that's all right. I still like the question. Yes. So I am really interested in this because I've had a a situation years ago when I quit a job and it was a really – they just iced you if you quit. It became a really personal thing. 
And and so you had to say out your you had to work out your um, notice period yeah, with people yeah, being mean to yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. Oh, the worst. It was awful. And I'm just really interested because I actually have just recently given notice to my current job, and they were lovely. They were mm. so encouraging, and they said, you know, if you like, keep in touch. And it was so lovely, and it's it's just a wonderful experience. So. I'm. I just. I, I'm interested to hear both of your experiences with this. Why do people make it so personal? Um. So I'm one of those people who stays at jobs for a really long time. Like you know, like I'll give it a good sort of three to five years sure. sort of thing. So I haven't moved around. What heaps. you call yourself a millennial? <laughs> <laughs> that that's not flying the flag. Sister. That's true. That's true. Um. But what's the question? What's the, what's the, why <laughs> the do we feel the loyalty? Is, no, I think I think it's the loyalty. But I'm also mm. just so interested in these workplaces that establish this culture, which makes you feel so guilty about quitting when it's mm. a job. Yeah, it's so impersonal by its nature. But people are like, "How dare you personally? Yeah, quit to me." Yeah. And it's like it's not organisation; it's a business. You're paying me. Like, yeah. I yeah. just get so confused. Yes, at that. Yeah. I haven't had terrible resignation experiences. The only one that was sort of reasonably memorable because it was the first time I've ever done it where I was going on holidays, it was the end of the year and it was a company that I really liked working for but it just it was not going to happen. Like I was never going to get career progression or anything else like that there. And I was leaving at the end of the year before Christmas. I had my Christmas holidays booked. My new employer wanted to wanted me to start right like at the start of January and I, I was just like, you know what? My my loyalty's with them. Like mm. they're the ones that I'm going to go and actually, you know, they're they're my that I've already sort of hitched my wagon to the new lot. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, but I actually really enjoyed giving my company. I think I gave them slightly less than two weeks because I was, <laughs> I was already going on leave. So I was like, yeah. oh well, I'll give you a month's notice, but I'm going to be on annual leave for two of those weeks. That's how it works, isn't it? <laughs> my manager's like. No. <laughs> like, oh, it's too late now. So. I, yeah, well, I did say, I was like, oh. <laughs> but, like, they hadn't replaced my role when I was on parental leave. So I was like, well, and I'd only been back for a few months. It's mm. like, well, if you can do without me, I think you'll be fine. <laughs> and it's like, really, am I going to come back after the Christmas break yeah. for two weeks yeah. for a job where, like, they hadn't replaced my role for nine months or something? Mm. It's like, oh, he'll survive. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I'm still on all right terms with people there, but I went to hope. I don't know. Listeners, write in. (laughs) I mean, I think that's the key. And it was interesting to see the first message and then the second because she was kind of quite torn about whether she should leave and then she did decide to leave. And then she had a job to go to. I was like, Mm. do not leave until you've got that next job. That is my big thing. Oh, don't. I've not got that. You're in a bit of a different situation. But in general, I think there's a there's a real um, appetite to just throw it all in and Mm. to you know get go out in a blaze of glory, and that backfires yes. most really? times I, from my yeah. experience of what I've seen. Yeah. Oh. So a couple of little rules I'm going to give you and our listener. Oh, good. As much as you want to tell them to F off, there you go, Mum, I didn't swear, do not burn your bridges because even though you think they're an incompetent bunch of numbnuts, inevitably one of them pops up in a workplace five years later and you have to work for them. Mm. And sometimes they become your boss again. <laughs> so you really have to not burn your bridges. And that takes a huge amount of self-control. And no one has left a bad toxic environment at work and not wanted to tell them to go F themselves. Mm. That is how you leave a, a building. Mm. But you absolutely have to keep your grace and dignity because I promise you, particularly in Australia, um, in these smaller cities, 
industries are so small, I promise you they're they're going to come around again. So Mm. that's my first rule. Just don't burn your bridges. Do you know, you gave me that advice even when, because I am a very good millennial and I've changed my careers lots and lots of different times. And you've told me that when I've changed from wildly from one thing to the next, you said, even though you're not working in the same industry anymore, you just always have to be aware of that. And it's very, very good advice. Just, they mm. just pop up. You're mm. just like, oh my God, how are you still employed? And then they do, they're employed yeah, again and yeah. they pop up again. And you're like, okay, all right. So that's my first tip. My second tip is, yeah, try and not do it without a job to go to because, you know, when you've got, um, when you're dating, this is this oh, is a good analogy. Great. And suddenly you've got like all the boys who want you. <laughs> yeah. And there's like a, I know, laughing This is Amy's boys. experience of this dating. This back in like the Tears. 90s. <laughs> I, I didn't even get on Tinder. But, you know, there's a flood. It's either feast or famine. Yeah, that's true. You know that yeah, saying? That's true. Yeah, yeah. And when you've got a job, jobs come. When you don't have a job, jobs feel much harder to come mm. by. And there's just this confidence thing that you effuse that, I don't know, it's just, it's a weird universe thing, but it just seems to be often the way things go. Now, sometimes you take a big break, you go for travel. That's different, very different. But other times if, if, you just, if you're wanting the next job and you're just wanting to bounce into another job, I would say just hold your horses, get the new job and then go. Okay. Whew. All right. Oh, gosh. I hope that helps. Yes. And I think that that is Tell very Tell us what you did. Advice. We're very interested. Yes, please. Right back in. I'll find it this time. All right. I'm going to have a super quick rant and it will be super quick. My rant is I live in a hipster suburb. I don't know if I've told you this, but I do. Dimity once lived there. She's actually departed I've momentarily. I've left. I've gone back to the other side. She has crossed over. Yep. So she doesn't get to enjoy the new cafe that's opened that I went to the other day with my partner and thought, I will get a nice breakfast. I was very much looking forward to the nice breakfast. I went to order the nice breakfast on the menu. Eggs. Just eggs. $14. (laughs) So that was the only item of food you could order? No, there were other items, but that was the most breakfasty item. Hang on, hang on, hang on. What are we talking? Okay. Are we talking poached eggs? You could have them anyway. It was just two. generous of them. Yeah. They said two very good eggs. Oh, they did? For 14 bucks, I would have fucking well helped. Sorry. Oh, wow. Two very good <gasps> eggs. I swore. I know. Yes. But, Mum, it was $14. <laughs> um, and one piece of sourdough. One. One for two small eggs. And the sides, let me tell you what oh, was an offer for the sides. Scrambled tofu, more eggs. What? Or Vegemite. They were the sides on offer. Did you have to buy extra for the Vegemite? Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's terrible. And the other options on the menu were all like kimchi with this and blah, blah, and mm. pickled cabbage with sardines and blah. And it, there was one item on the menu that looked remotely like it might have been a smashed avo, but wasn't. It was like avocado with blah, blah, and then grown in the Himalayas and brought down in by the men in the little <laughs> schools and blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Sold out. Amy's been to the Himalayas a number of times and is very well educated really on this am. issue. Sold out. Sold out. <laughs> because everyone wants just wants smashed avo, but they didn't even have this on the menu because out this new cafe in this hipster oh part of town God. is too cool. So I walked away from that having had my fourteen dollars. You bought it of poached egg. Well, because we'd sat down, we'd ordered coffee, and then we got the menu, and we're like, oh my god, and I was starving. Oh. I'm eight months pregnant for God's oh. sake. Anyway, I was so angry and I was like, is this the way the world's turning? 
We're in the hipster town and the hipsters aren't even eating smashed avocado anymore. They're on to kimchi. How do you scramble tofu? Oh, it looked disgusting. That's the biggest question I Someone ordered it next to us and they sent it back. No. Yeah, that makes me really happy. It made me happy too. Oh, I have so much to say about this but we're running out of time. Okay. Let's bring it back next week. All right. (laughs) I might go back and just get the kimchi and just throw it against the wall. All right, so we're rapidly ending, Dimmer, and you've got a lovely mantra, which I hope is lovely, otherwise you're off air. Um, It's contentious, but I knew that this week we were going to be giving a lot of heat to the old sex and the city. So what I did was I found a mantra from one of their episodes and it just so happens to be the last episode and I think this is really nice. Was it by Woke Charlotte? (laughs) I might have to fact check this after the episode. (laughs) Either way, it's a lovely thing to live your life by. And the quote is by Carrie. It's actually the last line in the last season of Sex and the City. And she says, but the most exciting, challenging and significant relationship of all is the one you have with yourself. And if you can find someone to love the the you you love, well, that's just fabulous. That is a nice one, isn't it? Good, yeah, yeah, I like yeah. It. I like the yep. use of start fabulous. with you. Look, I know yeah. this is my pod- first podcast, but that yeah. was really cheesy. It, 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 oh, yeah. really but that's kind of the point cheesy. of the mantras. Yeah, the no? mantras okay. are often cheesy. Okay. They're kind of just like that. Occasionally, oh, I hate they it, veer but... into non-cheesy, and then we're surprised and delighted by ourselves. It's okay. like when we have Glennon Doyle featured, <laughs> and then we're like, okay, back to the quote from a song that nobody understands. <laughs> I like that. Thank you. All right, so this has been the Millennial Divide. If you've liked what you've heard, subscribe in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also rate, review or leave us a comment. We've loved seeing those ratings pop up and we love reading the comments, so keep them coming. Don't forget to follow us on at the Millennial Divide. We're on all the socials and, as we mentioned earlier, love hearing your questions. So email us at themillennialdivide at gmail.com. That's themillennialdivide at gmail.com. We will see you next week. Yay. We'll see you next week. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.